Hey, hey, ho, ha, ho. <laughs> hula, 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 the bula, bula, bula. Look who's got the front seats of the Mexican hat dance now. Just like a bunch of spiders in a birthday cake. Coming to you from somewhere along the Ohio-West Virginia border, welcome to Nostalgia Highway, the movies you know from the guys you know. We thank you so much for hitching a ride along with us today. I'm your host, the Mayor, Matt Logston, and with me as always are my two esteemed co-hosts. I'm Dave King of the Road. And I am the Lord Ketchum. Okay, everybody, today we're going to be reviewing Dan Aykroyd's 1991 cult classic, Nothing But Trouble. Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Demi Moore. All they wanted was a little getaway. Give me the keys, Mike. What is this place? Okay, let's eat. Hands on a log, man. How about a nice Hawaiian punch? All they got was nothing but trouble. Hey! Ah! Ah! PG-13, now playing... Financial advisor and a group of his friends take a wrong turn towards good old Vulcanvania as they encounter a sadistic judge and his weird family. Okay, so I just want to remind our listeners, and anyone's unfamiliar on how we do things, we are on full spoilers here on the highway. We may not cover everything, but there will be minor and major spoilers discussed in this episode. Alright, everybody. Alright, so you're not down with that, hit your turn signals and get off the road. That's right. Don't take the exit to Vulcanvania. No, though. definitely don't. Please. I wouldn't recommend it. And don't run stop signs or stoplights. Or yeah, come to a complete stop. Limit. Yep. <laughs> come to a complete stop, absolutely. Interesting little thing here I kind of noticed with the what we reviewed so far here on the highway. I believe this is our first 90s flick. Is it really? Everything else has been the 80s, Okay. with the exception of Bubba Hotep, which was 02. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I All wouldn't right. have questioned... You on that, but we're delving into early nineties. Yeah, so. yeah. Right. So this was, I, yeah, our first nineties. All right, cool. Thought that was kind of. We'll get ready, everybody. So, <laughs> did you know that this was actually kind of based on uh, Dan Aykroyd's personal experiences? I guess back in nineteen seventy eight, <laughs> he was pulled over for speeding in a rural town in northeastern uh, U.S. And the police officer took him to the local Justice of the Peace in the middle of the night, right there and that's on the wh- spot for a trial. Okay, well, that's where that. Uh, real story ends, I would say. Right. I'm sure he... <laughs> Unless he was on acid. Right. Well, right. Well, I guess part part of like the, the extreme stuff that's in this in this movie that we'll end up getting to is uh, stuff that's based on dreams that he had also. Okay. I can buy that. Oh, my God. I wouldn't want to be this is part kind of Dan Aykroyd's dreams. And right. This is kind of a nightmarish scenario. I mean, this is way more comedy. I don't even know if you could even classify this as horror really, but you can definitely tell that there are some subliminal thematic elements in this movie where you could kind of tell if you just cranked it up just a little bit. Turn the dial. Yeah. If you just turn that screw just a little bit, you could tell that this movie could be extremely dark. And I guess originally it was, but I guess after there was some uh, meddling from executives, they uh, they wanted to tone it down and make it a little more comedic and cartoonish and be uh, more appropriate for a PG-13 audience. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen the I original would have abso- take. 
I would have absolutely loved to seen. I would have loved to seen Dan Aykroyd's uncut version of Nothing But Trouble. Absolutely. I oh, bet he's man. bitter about that. I bet if you ever ran into him and, and brought that up, he'd be like, yeah, those fucking assholes wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do, and it was really going to be a cool movie, but no, not now. And the thing is, Dan Aykroyd's incredibly talented. He's one of those guys, once again, I mean, just a staple of my childhood, watching movies growing up. You know, um, he wore a lot of hats here. I mean, <laughs> he, I mean, he had, he's directing, he's starring, he wrote, he produced... You know, he's actually it's, starring in two roles. Basically, yeah. he took on, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Bobo or Little Dib, Devil. Bobo. Yeah. He was Bobo, okay. He took it on basically, basically because nobody else would do it. You know, so he's doing two characters in this movie with heavy prosthetics and makeup and trying to direct. I mean, this he, is the only movie Dan Aykroyd got to direct. I mean, this is a, this is where, this is a learning movie for the, uh, for the um, big time. You know, yeah. the company executives and everything. Yeah. You don't give full control to somebody like this because this but is the byproduct. This is what you get. Though. I think we would have had something better, more. If epic. what? I, if if the Ackroyd had uh, creative control, he did. He complete, had hundred percent. Well, but pretty much, man. Yeah, They're like, yeah, add comedy to it, you know. But yeah. I mean, the whole idea. I don't think that companies would have. They wouldn't accept um, those actors in a serious movie if it didn't have Right, I mean, because you're putting out Chevy Chase, John Candy, Dan Aykroyd, you know, and you're going to try to put this, like, dark horror comedy type <laughs> movie it's at a, a time. Yeah. At a time when that really wasn't a thing. I'll be honest. Right. I couldn't take them three seriously under any circumstances, even if, you know, I was <laughs> told Ooh. to, you know, Damn. buy into the fact that these three are serious Role, you know, well, situations. They, well, they all kind of dabbled into it, obviously before John Candy passed away, uh, in taking serious roles. But I Not think effectively. They, uh, I mean, I thought Dan Aykroyd was pretty effective as a, you know in serious roles. I bought into oh, yeah. it. Example, Pearl Harbor. Not a great okay, movie, but it's not like a but series. His, it's not a big part in it. No, but the part that he played, he was. It wasn't Dan Aykroyd being. You're right. You're right. You know, a Ghostbuster. Okay, or so Chevy Chase, My Girl. That was a pretty serious movie. Okay, yeah. So there right. you go. Right. You know okay, so, good call. You're right. Good call. Yeah, that was a better that was example than yeah. Pearl Harbor. <laughs> well, I, it was the first thing that came to my mind. No, fair enough, but I just thought, well, he's only in it for like a few scenes. <laughs> Understandable, but you put me on the spot, right. and that's what I came gotcha. up with. All right, well, my girl and I are, yeah. No, but my girl is an Chevy excellent example. choice and yeah. uh, uh, an example of that. Chevy Chase being serious, I, I really don't know that there's really anything. And he's the lead, really. Oh, I mean... Yeah, I don't really know anything. I think Chevy everything Chase he's done has been comedic-related. I can't take him seriously. I mean, I'm sure we're probably wrong on that, and there is something out there... You know that he's been in that was you know more of a dramatic. Viewers, please Google this and put it in the comments. Absolutely. <laughs> What's what role is what serious role is your favorite Chevy Chase uh, movie? Yeah. I guess it or whatever. Right. Or the, or it's that probably role. going to be a list of one or <laughs> two, that. maybe. So, but this was a movie that was regularly played in my house as a kid growing up. You know, and I had no idea that it really wasn't like a popular movie because it really didn't do well. Right. Uh, I mean, but I'm just thinking, you know, as a kid, I mean, you've got, like I said, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, Chevy Chase. I mean, you're, you're getting big time actors that are, that have been in movies that I've seen tons of as a kid growing up. You know, it's like, how can this not it's, be? It's a cast a you can't movie? go wrong with, right? Right, exactly. And, uh, 
you know, you get an up and coming Demi Moore in this, but you know, it you can tell the, the this movie is a little bit all over the place. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it it was uh meddled with. It tested poorly upon a screen test, the first ones. Sure. They went back, reshot scenes and you know, it just it ended up becoming a mess. They were uh, they were over budget. They didn't release when they wanted to. I guess they initially wanted to release on Halloween mm-hmm. of nineteen ninety, and it got pushed back, back to, to February uh, February of uh, ninety one. So yeah, it, it's just a I just, just a mess. I just feel that there was a true vision of this movie that never saw the light of day. Absolutely, and that's where like I feel we're we're cheated. We've been robbed. Yeah, <laughs> I agree I've with you. I've been cheated. Yeah. So, Chevy Chase, he's our main character in this, and he's the character Chris Thorne, the financial advisor. He basically plays the same character he plays in every movie, with the exception of Clark W. Griswold, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, did he... I mean, it was just like cut it's and your paste. It's your basic, basic Chevy Chase role. Yep. I mean, to be to be honest, the beginning of the movie, man, you know, it, it's nothing like the rest of the film, uh... Not at all. You don't even know. You really don't know what you're yeah, getting into. I can, you know, I can, and I like that. So. I, I think that's the thing that attracted me to this movie as a kid because it was such a 180. And it was like, whoa, what just... I thought I was watching this and then now I'm watching this, you know, and now I'm attracted to movies like that now as an adult. Right. I, I like I like seeing those taking a hard right all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, we've got a plot developing and then all of a sudden It just goes off the freaking rails. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's just a means to get everybody together and everything. So, right. But yeah, such a zany, zany twist of, of a turn of events for this group of people. So we got Chevy Chase as Chris Thorne. You got Demi Moore. Right. And um, she plays Diane. Yeah, yeah. And then you got Fausto and Rinaldi, Ronaldo. Yeah. Squirrishers. Squirrishers. They're from like. Uh, they're the Brazilian. They're, 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 they're the Brazilian Yeah, the Brazilian airs, yeah, yeah they're a, the yeah. Brazilian airs. I couldn't weird. stand them. I hated yeah. them. They were annoying <laughs> as hell, man. There's one part I really liked. It, near the end of. Well, yeah, when they were doing their escape from the confines. We'll get into that. Right. But yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that one scene. Yeah, but I ultimately I I didn't like that. And the uh, the brother Fausto is played by Taylor Negron, and he was uh, he was the bad guy Milo in the Last Boy Scout, like the uh, okay. yeah yeah. And uh, I don't know, I really thought he was an effective villain in that movie. I like that. I, I that's one of those like action movies from the eighties. Maybe that was nineties. I'm not sure. I can't 91. remember. Ninety one. Same ninety one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. I even have this in my notes. Good grief. Read your notes, man. <laughs> Ten months after this, Last Boy Scout came out. Way to front him out, Ketchum. No, I mean, it's, Jeez. it's basic knowledge. Have it. It's basic knowledge on this. I know. I, I knew that. I knew that, too. Just I mean. Bush League stuff, man. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, but I really thought they were annoying, and they brought nothing, for the most part, to the story. Uh, I thought Demi Moore, she was so pale. Like, she was vampiric. With the red lipstick, and she had the dark hair, and she was wearing the white dress. She but she's so pale. She, she stands out really well in this movie, you know, because once you get to Vulcanvania and everything, everything's really dark and you know and stuff. So I don't, I don't know. know. I think she was way more attractive than GI Jane. I have to disagree. Uh, pre haircut or post haircut? <laughs> pre haircut. Yeah. All right. 
man. I'm totally lying. That was just <laughs> no, but comedy. I, but I will say, I mean, she's 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 a hottie here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I growing up in the the movies of the time when she was making them, at, you know, in the '90s, and I don't know. I had a thing before the boob job. I didn't Did know she, she had one. She had one. Oh yeah. Oh. You mean you didn't know she had one? I swear I didn't, didn't know. Didn't you? Oh. Yeah, she did. Trust me. Probably. She's in Hollywood. Right. Also, leave that in the comments if anyone has a comment on whether her boobs are fake or not. Tell us, please. And yeah. what year that happened. Yes. <laughs> we need I need it for my notes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for future uh, Demi Moore movies yeah. we may or may not review. Ghost. <laughs> she definitely had the boob job but Ghost. <laughs> The GPS uh, graphics and the sound effects on uh, the Chris Thorne's uh, little car phone car. thing, man. It's hysterical to look at now. Mm-hmm. But back then, I remember seeing that. I was like, line. wow, that is freaking amazing. <laughs> you know? I remember the first time I ever seen a car phone. That was wild. I, My I dad had it. one. And I was like, can we call somebody? And they were like, no. No. Nope. so much money. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this guy like, well, why'd you buy this thing if you're not going to use it? What's well, only for emergencies? Well, this is the emergency. I need to know. Right. Unless you have this the number brand for the new. president, we're not calling him. Right. <laughs> so did you know that the uh, the village of Vulcanvania was actually an Old West backlot for uh, High Noon from 1952? Uh, starred <laughs> oh, Gary boy. Cooper... Grace Kelly, Lloyd Bridges, Lon Chaney Jr., Harry Morgan, Lee Van Cleef. I mean, are you telling dang. the cast of High Noon right now? High Noon, yeah. Oh, okay. I, that's, I just well, I don't know. You get the cast of High Noon in this episode. Well, I just had to comment on that cast right, because that is an incredible cast, and that, it, those people walked that the hollowed ground. They did. They did. They walked pre-Vulcanvania. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but that also. Uh, just I had in my notes also for High Noon that it won four Oscars, so really? and take some good yeah. notes. Listen, King, if you're gonna make fun <laughs> of me for my exquisite note taking abilities, are you gonna make fun of me for my lack of exquisite note taking abilities? No. All right. Well, <laughs> it's a tie then. <clears throat> Did anyone catch the quote on the Vulcanvania police shield? It was a. Uh, and I'm not sure I if I'm not. saying this correct. It's Latin, but it's nihil tolerantor. What's that mean? Well, I looked it up, and it is Latin for nothing is tolerated. Nothing is tolerated. Yeah. Which is perfect. Sounds about right. I thought that was interesting. Are you? I mean, you you did that research yourself. I did. You didn't Google what's the badge mean on nothing but trouble. No, I went and I typed Atta in boy. the Latin. Had a boy. Yeah, my man. Right. Fist bump. Right. See? I don't know. Yeah, knock that note taken out. Man. <laughs> See? And this is why you take notes, people. <laughs> oh, man. Respect. Man, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, this town is, uh, man, I, I would there's a ghost. not want to be a part of this town. There's all. a ghost town, and then there's a ghost town. And you can tell if you're not from there, you, you don't belong wanted. there. And you're not wanted. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> That It'd was be fun a, to visit, knowing you would get out alive. But I don't think it's not happening. There's any knowing you're getting out alive. You farted the wrong way. You're gonna get. Yeah. You're in the wind's gonna blow it back in your face. Oh yeah, for sure. Again, come to a complete stop. Yeah. And turn and use your turn signal. Don't what be chip, do don't like? be Chevy Chase. <laughs> yes. Don't, don't be dick. <laughs> and then don't outrun, try to outrun the cops. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of Chevy Chase and being a dick, I guess he was an ass on set, and I guess this was. 
normal. That supposedly. does not surprise me. Uh, he was verbally abusive to almost everyone. He treated Dan Aykroyd like shit, apparently. Really? Uh, and he continued to do so until cast members started stepping up for Dan. And one, I act, uh, I guess one of them actually threatened to drop a brick on Chevy Chase's head. Nice. <laughs> Dude, I imagine Chevy Chase to be that, that character that he always plays in real life. Like, he's just a smartass. He can't get a word in edgewise with him. Yeah, I imagine... Ego. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe like me and turned drugs, up to eleven. Probably too. I mean, he he had a an abuse. He had a substance abuse yeah. problem also. Did he? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, but uh, but I guess also at the same at the same time at the end of the night, I guess he would call up cast members and apologize for his behavior during the day, supposedly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, why do I feel like Daniel Baldwin, who is credited as Artie drug dealer yeah. number yeah. one he really didn't have to act to get this part like it just seems right in line with something a bald one he's a bald one yeah right. I was just gonna say yeah he's a bald one I like Daniel Baldwin in uh, Vampires that's a great I love movie. that movie sure. love it. that's an, that's one of those John Carpenter lesser not lesser knowns I mean it's known but right. I feel like it's not I'd say it's at the top of the lesser knowns John Carpenter I, I yeah I I agree on that. It's not my top five. Uh, no, no, it's top ten for sure. It probably it is in my top ten. It probably cracks my top ten for sure. Yeah, good call. I, I good like stuff. that movie. I actually own that movie. I do too. VHS. Oh yeah, I got it on DVD. Of course, you got it on VHS. <laughs> yeah, everything on VHS. Pretty much. <clears throat> How's that video? Uh... It's coming along. Nice. It's coming along. I dig it. So I'm creating a uh, video store. It's going to be established along the highway one day. Hopefully. Um, you know, so and we'll probably be recording our podcast there. I would love you know, that. So that would be incredible. That would be fantastic. Be right at home. Exactly. <clears throat> Mr. Bone Stripper. Okay. <laughs> he even had his own theme song from Damn Yankees, which was kind of like the uh, super group from, with uh, Tommy Shaw, Ted Nugent, and Jack Blades. <laughs> And uh, with that darker script that we kind of talked about, right. you could definitely see where the ending of that ride could have been really dark and, and not so cartoonish the sure. way they did it. I think they had like uh, tomato soup cans or something like that as the teeth to the chomping thing. Oh, yeah. To the mouth. Yeah. 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 Looked like little cylinders. Weird. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. It worked though. <clears throat> oh yeah, it was great. I mean, this is a zany movie, and it's and it's fun because it it it's I don't know. I I kind I kind of think of it as like a kid movie. Sure. You know, I mean, it's I think comedy. That's where I went wrong but... with this because I didn't see this till you know. This that's year. right. So, really. It, you didn't it has no nostalgic value to me. You didn't see this as a child. That's interesting. Where I failed with this movie. See, and I really felt like this was a type of movie that the king would have absolutely seen. And I'm not like knocking you because yeah. you didn't see it because. I've discovered as I've gotten older that this movie's pretty obscure, but right. in my household growing up, it wasn't. Right. It was watched yeah. on the regular. Well, I yeah. think as a kid, I mean, I would have liked any movie these actors were in, but it, it's kind of obscured the in the title, the cover art, everything. If you go in a right. video store and see this as a kid... It doesn't look like an appealing movie to you. Right. No. It was something that my parents rented. And yeah. then once I seen it, I fell in love because of just how goofy it is. Right. And um, But, yeah, then we ended up recording it off of HBO. I think we did the same tape, thing. So. 
Yeah, we, I watched the crap out of that tape. Man, this movie's so... Nostalgic so bootlegging. Oh, recording yeah. off of HBO. Oh, yeah. Been there, done that. That's how we had to do it back in the day. <laughs> I used to record uh, Cinemax, even though it was partly scrambled, but certain hours of the night, man. Sure. Oh. Certain hours of the night, that scrambling... Skinemax. Like, didn't turned into Skinemax. Yeah, yeah, you could see a little bit of line syrup, but you could hear it. You could hear it plain as day. You could see a titty every now and then. <laughs> you know? Oh, I got nip. I got some nip. <laughs> Hit record that was a on tip. the old I'm pretty sure that was a nip. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to back up a little bit. And with the introduction to the Reeves home, his uh, premises, is creepy as hell. Yeah. You know, yeah. despite all of Chevy Chase's deadpan mm. deliveries on the way, which yeah. I felt was just very unnecessary. Sure. I felt a lot of Chevy Chase's lines in this movie was unnecessary. I think he maybe took a little bit away from that. What we Chevy Chase about. made what it could have been as far as the introduction to the premises. Or no, I mean, once they're there, and he's just not—he's not taking this threat seriously at all through the movie. I well, don't how feel could like. you? It's a—it's yeah, a stopping ticket. You know, I know you, you're, you didn't hit the stop sign. You know, he's so. being the brave, you know, smart ass. Oh, yeah. sure. Well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a banker. My God. Yeah, he's a brave, smart-ass <laughs> banker, yeah. But it's just, I think it takes away from what it could have been if they would have been more, like, threatened by what they were enduring. Right. Right. But it just, it was like a junkyard from hell. Oh, man, yeah. You know, and just, I don't know. It. I, if, I really think if you didn't have Chevy Chase with his little poorly added one-liners... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I think again with that darkness, I think it would have established like this is we're not okay right now. Right. I kind of like having that realization that like whenever there's a group of people going into a situation where they the consensus is like okay, shit just kind of got real. Right. Um <laughs> we might want to start thinking about an exit plan. And you never really got that you might too much. Might want to evacuate. Right. To be honest, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, you wouldn't really think about it until you, you know, see the judge and you see you how, see you know, Eckhart what's going on. face off in right. the bedroom. Maybe. Right, yeah, oh, yeah. man, that. No, I would have been bouncing way earlier than that. I mean, during the trial, <laughs> that, I think. Well, that would have been but, the nail in the coffin, um, though, if I'd have been witness to that. So people on the wall, I'm right. like, yeah, we're out, boys. <laughs> we got to find a way. But, yeah, so John Candy, you know, he's the cop. He's the sheriff constable, chief constable, I think. Yeah, so, Dennis. Um, yeah, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he, he arre- pretty much arrests them. Um, takes them into the court courtroom, and uh, right. what you get is the most <laughs> vile, disgusting looking. I don't know how old he'd have to be. Something around 105, 106. Yeah, he's um, 106 he's year there. old judge from Vulcanvania, Dan Aykroyd. Oh Alvin J.P. Valkenheiser. Oh my god! To quote Dutch. Good notesman from Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That is one ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Well, that's not quite the... Uh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, I, it's yeah. not quite on. You're not wrong. <clears throat> right. He... You, you described it perfectly, uh, Lord. Like, yeah. he is... It was hard Fine. to believe that was Dan Aykroyd yeah. as a kid. He had to do his double take, you know? Yeah. Like, where's Dan Aykroyd? And I don't oh, understand... Right there. <laughs> and I understand half of what he's saying half the time, but he is out there and charismatic, and <laughs> I don't know, I pay attention to him whenever he's on screen. Absolutely. He commands presence. 
I know what he says the time he's uh, squirting the mustard on his sausage dog oh there. And he's like, oh, this is the best way to eat them. You should eat it this way, too. Or all, the con- all the condiments or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love how they have it like train on a table. train where the Wabash Cannonball's oh. playing. That's, That's so cool. Stuff. Yeah. But again, like you said, zany is a perfect way to describe this it's, movie. It's almost like Looney Tunes meets a, a dab of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yes. Yep. With, uh, I don't know, a dab of some other shit. I don't really know, man. I mean, this is a very unique film. Well, I think when we um, talked about this a while back, you, you mentioned Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects, sure, oh, yeah. You yeah, know. yeah. A hint of that, too. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you can definitely, <laughs> like, again, with, with a little turn of that screw, you could see this movie could have been extremely Devil's dark. Rejects, that's a good example. I wonder if Rob Zombie watched this and was like... I'm sure. I'm sure he was like, well, I'm going to make the dark version. Yeah, Dan let's make I'm going to do Dan, to what Dan didn't do. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, my Lord. I like this movie. I mean, it's. I know that it never got really good reviews. Robert Ebert hated it. You know. Yeah. I, well, what did Siskel think? I don't know. Come on. We never, everybody we never know what Why Robert don't you is? start looking up jeans? Okay, well, I will, you know? Good. I mean, jeans. Because I got, something, I got something for Roger. Oh, fuck Roger, man. I want to know what Siskel thinks. Well, then start looking it up. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what Larry King fucking thinks at this point. I mean, Mm. I'm sure he has an opinion on this movie. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably right. So taking with the, um, the, the slogan on the badge, you pretty much get to the point where, in the, in the movie where, <clears throat> you know that the um, the group of people aren't going to be um, released on their own recognizances, no. to say the least. Hell no. So, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, and plus, he's a banker, which the yeah, judge what freaking the judge hates. So, yeah. you know, hates bankers. He has a very broad, broad definition of what a banker is. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Anybody who's screwed well, over like his family. If stuff, you work you with know. money, you're a banker. Yeah, you're a banker. Yep. I like how the Reeve, uh, he has his own entrance music to like everything he does. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And how he served, back, going back to the dinner scene, how he serves the Hawaiian punch. Like the old school Hawaiian punch just came like in a can. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The big old can. <laughs> yeah, and he warm. just puts, yeah, serves it warm and he just puts like the old oil can spout into that thing. That is so freaking hilarious. Ain't nothing like a hard day at work and you just want to have a nice warm Hawaiian punch. I forget punch. what Chevy Chase says. But yeah, it's more like that. Something like that. It was right along those lines. Oh my god. <laughs> but going back to the Dennis character that you brought up, Lord, you, you get the vibe pretty early that Dennis doesn't really fall in line with the Reeves the way he goes about things, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, he probably just, he wanted to just release these people, you know? I mean, Well, he even recommended it. Right. He's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> when you get to be, however he says it, I can't do Dan Aykroyd doing the Reeve. <laughs> so, take him out. I know, I'm not going to beat myself up too much about it. <laughs> but, I won't let you. Nobody could play this part other it, than it, Dan it, Aykroyd. It is a black mark on my resume. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could play this part other than Dan Aykroyd. Oh, no. So it's it's colorblind. Oh, no, here we go with this again. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll let get this upset. We don't let, we don't let uh, the mayor drive. No. Because of his uh, colorblindness. Yep. 
Especially if at you night. can't tell whether the light's green or red, and you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> yeah, I just know up or down or like which <laughs> the top is one or the bottom one. Yeah, there you go. go or don't when they go. go sideways, I figured out left to right's a way to go on that too. <laughs> the one in the middle means speed up or slow down. Yeah, it means hurry up, and make a decision. <laughs> don't be an inconvenience to everybody else, <laughs> but also don't get pulled over. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we had that. So, did you know that John Landis and Ivan Reitman both had the opportunity to direct this, but they both turned it down? Sure. I guess I guess John Landis <laughs> hated the script. Sure. He didn't like it at all. I can see where people just don't care the for this movie, man. I can, it's I can a see hard it. pass, yeah. I'm well, it's a hard sell when you have these comedic these big time heavy hitter comedy names attached to this movie that's not really comedy, but yeah. it has comedic elements. But that's not the chief But uh, did it have comedic elements in the original draft? I mean I'm sure it did. There's no way it didn't. Right. There's no way it didn't. Right. It's yeah. a Dan Aykroyd right. made film, you know. Right. So. But well, Dan Aykroyd needs to blow off then. I mean, he could have made this a better movie as all. Well. well, I, I, I kind of feel like he had some. He, he only had, had a forty million dollar budget. Obviously, he played, he played. And he played, went over five. How many characters by himself? And, he played two. He played two. And paid yeah. John Candy to pay play different characters two, by himself. Two characters. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, right. Come on, man. Well, the that one character didn't even me. talk. I mean, come on. Right. Just <laughs> but seriously, grunted that, and smiled and giggled. That idea alone that I'm supposed to buy into the fact that these guys are playing multiple characters, I'm supposed to take this movie seriously at all, was really a tough sell. That alone made me... I mean, I you guess... Can't, you're not supposed to take this movie seriously. I know, but that's I mean, where the nostalgia fun, factor yeah. definitely would be different if I saw it as a child. And, yeah. And that kind of thing was totally acceptable at that age. So do you acknowledge that if you probably would have saw this whenever you were, you know, I would have 11, this, 12, yes, 13, you easily probably... I would, I would consider that I would probably have a different nostalgic love for this movie at that age. Okay. I was just curious. Yep. I can say that. Okay. I can see where that... Definitely plays into right because that's what I'm saying. Like this, this definitely seemed like a movie that you would have, you know, growing up, you would have absolutely, you know, been all about. You know yeah. what I mean? But fair enough. So we, you know, we talked about it. John Candy, he plays dual roles. Well, the second role is a female, and it's his twin sister, Eldora. Right. You know, <laughs> so you get John Candy in drag. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Who, who plays? To... Who plays a mute? You know, yeah. why not at this sure. point? You know, <laughs> and then we have to endure him and Chevy Chase making, you know, making out after the yeah getting marriage. married. Yeah, right. It's like, yeah. Oh, geez, Chevy Chase just looks like he is not up for the scene, but John Candy's all in, and he just pulls him right in. And like, well, you're taking it. <laughs> well, John Candy's big guy. Yeah, you're not going to tell John Candy. No, now, Chevy Chase is also. I mean, I guess like he from a height stature, he's pretty tall. Yeah. I mean, right. he doesn't seem like he's a slouch either as far as stature he looks tall next to Beverly D'Angelo I mean yeah right yes that's he doesn't see him tall the most. next to John Candy yeah that is a good call but the fact that Eldona doesn't really speak and she just kind of giggles and you know sighs it kind of adds a little creepy, creepy. right yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't add a little it's weird saying John Candy played kind of a creepy role but I think the fact that if it wasn't if it wasn't John Candy playing a female of, of in, in this role, I, I don't know that it would have been creepy. If it would have been playing a male, I don't know that it would have worked. It probably been, probably would have been just, honestly, probably right. been hilarious. Right. You know? Even though he didn't speak, though, John Candy plays John Candy as a woman in this role. I mean, he does oh, yeah. a little quirky, ironic grin and wave. Oh, yeah. That you always see John Candy doing every movie ever. It's good. 
and like oh, I miss John Candy. Man. Yeah, I he do was too. so he's awesome. He's he, a master. God, I, he so much of my childhood just watching him in movies is just and you always kind of I always felt like he always kind of rooted for him a little bit because you know he was the he was the bigger guy, you know, and then he always seemed to have like you know a wife that was. Yeah, he was out of his league. He was kind of like Peter Griffin before there was a Peter Griffin. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I just, I always liked that about John Candy. And he didn't care. He just, he let mm-hmm. it all hang out. He was just, here I am. I'm I'm goofy. I'm funny. I'm a big guy. I don't care. But he could be brave in the same, you know, yeah. in the same scene as he's being funny. No, I, I miss that guy. He was so funny. That was honestly, whenever I, I heard the news that he passed away when I was growing up, mm-hmm. that was like... One of those. That's a hard one. Yeah, that was one of the first ones where I was just like, "Damn, like this, this sucks." Right. Yeah. No more John Candy movies. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. and then you get posthumously you get Canadian Bacon, which I, I mean, terrible. I like yeah. Wagons, Wagons East better. Oh yeah, that yeah, was a good one. Did you ever see it? I have seen it. It's been okay. a long time. I liked it better. It, it, was, was, it was. Was it posthumously or was it? Uh... I'm not sure if it was or not. I can't remember. Posthumously, how do you say it? Posthumously. <laughs> Whatever. It's posthumously, but I, apparently I, I'm, I'm mispronouncing it. I think the it word. is posthumously. Uh, I don't know. It's spelled posthumously. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Posthumously <laughs> sounds right. Yeah. Keep going with that. <laughs> All right, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> was Wagons East after he died, or was it? Before I'm he not died sure. I can't remember. It, I, I think it was were... his last movie. It was his last movie. Okay. I know they were all like. Well, not all, but they were both right around that same time in that mid nineties, ninety four, ninety five okay. range, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, John Candy, God love that guy. He yeah, was, yeah. he was Rest awesome, man. Hell yeah! But we finally get the reason why the Reeve has this, you know, uh, hatred hatred for <laughs> a banker, and we get the backstory how. Uh, you know, back in the day, a banker swindled swindled his grandfather into you know mining the land, and it turned it into this desolate, burned out wasteland, more or less. And you know, so that we we now we know why he's keeping Chevy Chase and company around. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the town's a cesspool, man. It really is. There's so many vents going through the town, and just green smoke and all kinds of crap. I mean, there's like. Ugh. Is there really a town though? I mean, well, the, it, in the village, and then mm-hmm. heading toward the the judges, the whatever the courts and school system, mm-hmm. whatever the Vulcanvania. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't meet vents. any of the other citizens of this village. Just well, passing, yeah, just passing, them, yeah. sitting on their porch, like yeah. It's like a couple right. bikers, couple you know, just, just regular type. regular people yep. who, who don't obviously break the law. Yeah, <laughs> I guess right. they're still alive. Like I said, bankers. Okay. So, I feel like we've kind of gone back and forth on this, but a little bit. I don't know if we really even got past it, but the dinner scene. There's a lot happening in that scene, but (sighs) watching the Reeve eat was just (laughs) yeah, vile, vile. Oh, it's so off-putting. Most disgusting scene in the whole movie. But by far, did anybody catch anything different? About his nose in that scene. Sure. Absolutely so, did. At the scene. Yes. Bike McDick. on TV. <laughs> I just saw it. Dick. to get your name. Big Dick. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And even in the scene uh, when he's on television at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Old penis nose. Yeah. Old dick nose. Oh. <laughs> I noticed it. Yeah. 
I don't think he's wearing the dick nose the entire time. No, nope. I don't no, think it's it those so. two scenes. I believe that's, that's so crazy. That's something I looked for in my second viewing because I was thinking when I watched it the second time, I was like, didn't he have a dick nose at some point? <laughs> because I didn't see it right off the bat, and then I was like, there it is. I did okay. not imagine that. So, okay, you seen this as a kid? Did you pick up? On I did that not as a pick kid? it up. I, I did. picked up that I knew not... something was different. <laughs> Did not pick up on And I just thought, well, I guess they just mailed it in that day on the effects team, you know, and they didn't try that hard, you know? No, they didn't. But no, that was intentional. The first time I seen this, I was like seven. So it it totally went over my head and everything, you know? But that's what I like about this movie. I mean, is that a Dan Aykroyd thing that he put in there? I don't It's intentional. It has to be. It's intentional, yeah. It has to be. But did he do it under the radar? Like, I don't. The editors and. Dude, rating people didn't Ray catch Charles it? Like, caught that dude he saw <laughs> he saw his news you know what I'm saying yeah but God. You're, oh, right, you're right it's pretty funny though it is yeah worth mentioning I, if, if sure. Dan Aykroyd got away with that you know nobody was supposed to have noticed that it's the biggest uh, the biggest I don't yeah. know what it you know the biggest rib on Hollywood yeah ever. for sure yeah alright <laughs> So when Fausto is bargaining with Dennis, when they kind of, you know, when him and his sister escape, that was the first time I ever heard anybody mention anything about fish tacos. <laughs> fish Never tacos. heard about that until that moment. This is this is the scene that I liked with the uh, the brother and sister. Okay. When he's like, baby, baby, we got to get to the freeway. We got to get to the freeway. And she makes him jump into that cesspool mm. shit. And, right. Oh, my God, it's so funny. I liked it. I don't know. It was good shit. Yep. <clears throat> so when you hear someone in the movie say the title of the movie that yeah. you're watching, do you find it to be something that's kind of cool or clever, or is it hokey or cheesy? Uh, and I, in this okay, one, I never really noticed it until this uh, on this last rewatch. Uh, okay, I never really you know paid attention. I, to I it. it's very up on it. it's very quick. I picked you know, up. I didn't on catch it. it. And I saw uh, it twice in the last month. It was whenever Demi Moore, uh, she said it right after making out with Chevy Chase. How did they're she say it? She's oh, she was like, like they're oh, I gotta get, I gotta get to the bed. I gotta go lay down. And then she's just subtly, she goes, you're nothing but trouble. Yeah. Okay, no. Did not catch that. So, yeah. So, okay, what are your guys' thoughts on that? When you hear the name of the movie, I mean, is it is it cool? It didn't is need it to be cheesy? It didn't need to be added. I mean, right, I mean, it's not like it added any charm I don't really to it. care, but, I mean, you know, I guess if, like, I, I don't know, if I'm if I'm listening to an Eminem track, I want it to, you know, say the title of the name in, in the song somewhere, or I'm noticing that it doesn't, but in a movie, no, I don't look for that kind of thing. That's interesting, because that's something that I've always, whenever the name of a song, and the name of the song is not said in the song. That's always something you notice kinda, it. Don't it you? irritates me. Yeah, you notice it. Yeah. It irritates me. It's like, but in well, a movie, you don't look for that. It's like it's called. It'll be like the brown feather of the eagle, and it has no some, reference to a brown a feather of an eagle, right? And I totally just pulled that out of nowhere. <laughs> that's a weird okay, ass well, reference. Well, fan. but usually that's <laughs> the way it is. You get like these right. weird ass names for something for a song. You're like, okay. I, and honestly, when you see those names, you're like, okay, how are they going to put this in the song? And then you find out, oh, okay, you right. you, you didn't put it in at all. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of feel a little Metallica on does that. that sometimes. Yeah, and I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I always catch it. I'm like, where is the name of that song? It's like, in come that on, song? James, what there. are you doing, man? Don't don't do this. I mean, to nothing me. else matters. I don't hear it in the song at all. Is it in there? Oh, man, that bothers me. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Eyes moving in a creepy ass old painting of John Candy will always work for me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's one of those old, you know, things that they go to from the old school movies from the fifties and sixties. Yeah. Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Absolutely, <laughs> love that movie. You guys ever seen a movie called Murder by Death? I have. Yeah. It's been a long. It's like a slapstick kind it of is. like a whodunit comedy. Yep. It's been a really, really it's, long time. It's funny. It's great. It's like we early, it. early Murder 80s. by Death. Uh, it's like yeah, I think so. Something like maybe seventies even. Okay. Yeah, it's got like Peter Falk in it and um, Sir Alec Guinness. He's in it. Oh wow! Fuck me. I, I'm saying I it's can't good. remember. Seventies. It's got to be seventies. I'm the loser. Actually. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's been yeah, so by long since I've seen it's it. It's a good uh, one of those movies. You know, a lot of if eye, I, eyeballs in the paintings and everything. If I remember correctly, it kind of reminded. It's, it's kind of on the line like Clue. Seventy six. Yeah. In yeah, a way. Yeah. Yeah. I love Clue predates too. Clue though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. It's it, it's just a it's just a slapstick of all the whodunit movies. Okay. You know. Yeah, um, I have seen that it's parody it's, of you know all that stuff. That's awesome. It's great stuff, man. I forgot we, about we, that. We'll, movie. we'll review it one day because it's kind of got a little oh, yeah. dark overtone to it and creepy. I'm intrigued already. You should watch it. It's got great one-liners. All great right. one-liners. Sounds like my kind of movie. I need to revisit it because I remember loving it as a kid, and I haven't seen it since I was probably a teenager. So it had a cool cover of like, our cover on the VHS. And I always rented it from uh, this store called the Video Barn. I knew you were going to say the Video yes, Barn. The and, video uh, was barn. it on the second floor? Or the first it was floor? on the second floor. All right, my you man. Know, I love the in the back floor. near the window. You damn right. So, second floor was where the good movies were. Yeah, that's is. right. <laughs> man, you guys missed out if you haven't visited the Video Barn in uh, <laughs> Dudley Avenue, Parkersburg. Yep, Parkersburg, West Virginia. It's gone now, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's still there, but yeah. it's not the video. Yeah, it ain't the video. Yeah. It's Linux heating and cooling or something stupid. No, it's a it's a gambling hall. Okay, it's a gambling hall. Oh home. yeah, one of those Linux okay, heating sucks. and cooling's down the street. Yeah, it sucks, but yeah. The fact that this house is just basically like this big funhouse trap—that's <laughs> something that really messed with me as a kid. Like it 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 tapped into something that just, even though I knew this was. You know, familiar comedic faces that I've seen in countless movies prior to this. You know, and you know, I see they're in this perilous situation, but it's also presented in a very almost Adam's family way. Well, it's just it's it's kind of over the top almost okay. with the, with the comedic cartoonish ways. But yeah, <laughs> and but I don't know. I still picked up on like the peril element of it. Like if you were really in this situation. You're oh, you'd be scared. You're kind of screwed, yeah. and your your head's going to be. I mean, the wheels better be turning trying to figure out like what you're going to do to get out to get the hell out of there, you know? Right, but I'd still want to ride the roller coaster. <sighs> Ugh, I wouldn't want to be on that. And uh, yeah, I think I could have easily gotten off that roller coaster. It wasn't very, Chase did so. Why not? It wasn't very long. Only because the belts ride, broke. Right? Well, that's that's the only said. reason why he got off that thing because the belts were breaking yeah, broke yeah, down yeah, and yeah. the axle thing broke down right perfect timing, sure. you know. I think I would have gotten off that thing really easy, though. Yeah, I mean... I think was... I could beat this house oh, and the yeah. judge. In real life, yeah. To be honest, I really do. I can get past all this crap. I get out of town. <laughs> That's interesting you say that, because I remember as a kid, I, I remember thinking, like, man, you could make this into a video game. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That oh, would yeah. be a badass It'd video game. It'd be better game. than Fester's Quest. That's Nothing but sure. trouble LJN video game. 
Yeah. He is. Right. I always imagine, thought. Imagine how shitty it'd be. Oh yeah, it probably wouldn't be anything like the movie, and it'd be awful. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I always thought like, oh, like this be this will be a cool video game, like because you can see like there's levels. Sure. You know, it'd be it'd be ET the video game redone. <gasps> yeah. God, I hope not. <laughs> I, could, I could imagine it being like that. Jimmy so, Chase falling into a pit, getting out of it, and then going nowhere. <laughs> over and over again, falling in a pit and getting out and going nowhere. <laughs> oh man! Yep. So King, you talked about a little bit earlier about where uh, Chevy Chase was in the walls and he sees the Reeve take off his wig and the prosthetic mm-hmm. nose and then his leg. That's mm-hmm. another thing that really messed with me as a kid. Yeah. Because yeah. the makeup was really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think I turned <clears throat> away. When it's I was one a kid. of those my like, first oh. watch. I was like, oh my god, no! As like a kid. Skeletor in real life. Yeah, as a kid, I can imagine <laughs> yeah, that yeah. being. Frightening. Oh, as true. an adult who's yeah seen all the CGI era before seeing this, it's kind of fun, you know, funky and taking eh. off his dick nose. Yeah, kind of, it kind of <laughs> underwhelmed me. But Ugh. I got you again. I really do appreciate where nostalgically this could be terrifying and enjoyable. It's called classic, man. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's found. Where is this cult? Uh, they're somewhere. <laughs> I would like to find them and kill. It's only them. a small part, a small portion of the population. Yep, I'm yeah. sure. All right, but there is a cult classic. Yeah, this is a cult following for sure, man. It has it. Fair enough. So, of all the crazy, weird things that you know we've already discussed in this movie, we're we're going to take it a little bit further, and we're going to introduce two characters that oh we briefly God. mentioned. And they, they really reminded me of, like, real-life Garbage Pail Kids. Yep. Yeah, it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum meets Toxic Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a way. Yeah. I don't Those know. the two from uh, yeah, Toxic Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Tweedledee, Tweedledum. But Little Just Devil and Toxic Bobo. Wasted Out, man. No you know? And Bobo is played by Dan Aykroyd. Yep. I don't understand the family lineage. You know, you got the uh, judge, okay. and then you got... Like his granddaughter, um, Eldona, it, it, uh, yep, and the brother, right, who's Dennis. Uh, plays Dennis John Candy, right. Then you got the cousin, who's the one chick, uh, the the other chick, the random the cop, other yeah, the other yeah. Yeah, constable, and then you got these are the grandkids as well. Mm-hmm. Where's the parents? Where, where's I want to know <laughs> who who bore these children? You know. <laughs> My God, <laughs> man! They cut out of Dodge. This is crazy, man. In the late seventies. Uh, what? These, these they, two, they, they these two children the are. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> these two children. Ah, there you go. Are disgusting. Yeah, they're pretty revolting and off-putting, and it's just like, what the hell is going right. on now? Right. That's where any hope of me buying into this plot, taking it seriously, went like, that's it. I'm down in a fucking hard way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It took a hard turn after I saw them. We get an interesting cameo from a young Tupac Shakur as part no. of the yes Digital Underground. Yeah. the band that shows up at the yeah, he Tupac Shakur. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Yankees. Are you jersey. kidding me? Yes, yeah, so this was his was it a Yankees? It was a Yankees jersey, okay. and this was his first movie role. Yeah. I feel incredibly white for not picking up yeah. on that. Oh, All you right. are you are incredibly uh, white. I am now. That's but for yeah, sure. It was yeah, Tupac. That wasn't that before. was Tupac. Absolutely. Well, okay. he wasn't the main guy. He was just. No, a, I know he wasn't the main guy. I would have yeah, recognized him if right. he was the main guy. 
Yep. But I didn't pay attention to the guys floating behind the main guy, and that's no, the why main I guy missed that. had like a fur coat and like glasses. Yeah, and he fake was not believers or something. <laughs> okay. I don't know See? what that was. Yeah. Now I have to watch it a third time. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I dig some Tupac Shakur. I mean, he just does a little dance and everything, right. just all yeah, around look, the world, same, same song. song. Yeah. Oh, damn. Pretty yeah. much. That's all he's doing. I'm going to have to watch it again. And I'll stuff. see it and I'll be I've like, been all around the world. And I liked, I, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the judges' uh, solo. To be oh, honest. yeah. That was with great. the, yeah. the organ. Yeah. yeah. Kick ass, man. Yeah. yeah. He got, he he's got, like, oh, hell. All right. I'll, I'm going to let you guys off the hook. And <laughs> Chevy right. Chase is like, well, he's in he's shackles like, watching this shit and everything. And he's like, well, I got a stopping to, or, you know, I didn't stop at a stop sign. These guys are going 25 miles over the speed limit. Right. <laughs> Justice is uh, weird, weirdly given out. Nothing in is tolerated. Nothing except, except for, for hip hop music from yeah, Digital Underground. Right. That's right. Yeah, they get to walk out scot free. Absolutely. Not until they perform a well, uh, right a wedding a wedding ceremony. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here she comes. Oh, here she comes now. <laughs> yeah, so Chevy Chase <laughs> ends up having to marry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eldona. <laughs> Which is John Candy and right. Drag, who is also a mute. Just so he can get out of this situation. She's a hell of a mechanic, from what I understand. Oh, she can work on anything. Right. <laughs> that is funny. He's, He's like, you'll like, never have car trouble. <laughs> again, yeah. I'm, I'm almost... I'm almost sold on her just by that. Right? <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd won a Razzie uh, for Worst Supporting Actor at the 12th Annual Golden Razzies for this. And True. up until 2006 with M. Night Shyamalan with Lady in the Water, he was the only director to direct himself as an actor to get that award. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that boy, Dan. Did anybody see Lady in the Water? I did not. I, I did watched not either. The last M. Night Shyamalan movie I watched was, uh, shit, The Village? The Village? Did you not see really? What was the Elevator movie? What was that one? Wait, you guys haven't seen Unbreakable One? Oh, no, I have oh, Unbreakable no, I haven't seen uh, Glass. I haven't oh, watched okay. Glass. I no, I'm the saying newest. the last Shyamalan oh, okay. movie I watched was Village. Okay. What was the elevator movie? What was it called? Devil or something? Or Devil? Was that? Maybe? I think you might. I tell you what, that was actually not bad. Check I, that I, one. I'm out. probably wrong. I'm probably wrong. But um, yeah, the M Night Shyamalan movie that revolved around the elevator and the uh, business mm-hmm. uh, building. No, I, I like that. That was actually not bad. That was right. surprisingly watchable. I thought. I'm not a big fan of. But it. Taps- you know, I liked. I liked uh, Six Sense. Oh yeah, Six that, Sense was phenomenal. You guys didn't like Split. Oh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Split. I haven't seen well, that's it. That's him, like Shyamalan, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you haven't, haven't seen, seen Split? Split? No, oh, no, oh, you wow. didn't. You I've seen Unbreakable. That. That no. Is uh, no. Unbreakable's a no, and then they get Oh, better. whoa, whoa, Wait, whoa. Really? You, don't, you don't like Unbreakable? Yeah, I don't love it. Wow. I was like the... I'm... I Devil. Really, Devil. I, am, I really am the only Unbreakable that, fan. Okay, well, I'm that, like old school Unbreakable. Like, I like that shit when it came out. Not because, like, oh, now we got these new sequels that are really good movies and like oh now I watch it and oh I get it no I like that movie back when it came out I own that shit I love that movie I don't hate it I'm just saying I felt like that series got better as it went I mean I I feel it's all on par I obviously haven't seen the newest one yet and I want to okay Glass ain't bad it's got 
some debatable bad parts, but okay. All right, I mean, James Let's, James McAvoy is is badass. I mean, oh no, and Split James character. McAvoy is absolutely phenomenal, hmm. absolutely phenomenal. I gained a tremendous amount of respect for him in that movie, just for his versatility, yeah, and how he was able to go from one personality to another, and is just yeah, I haven't seen ab- it yet. Absolutely watch, watch that movie. I absolutely watch, watch it. So I like that at the end of the movie, you know, after. Uh, you know, they get away. They go back with law enforcement. I thought there was like a nice little twist there. I didn't see that one coming. No, I did not see that coming yeah. whatsoever. Which sucks, you know, because right, you're like, I mean, man, you're... it's not over. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, man, we just literally wow. we we got away and we we got out of it and we're right back in it again. We just walked right back in it. But in that scene, we get a cool cameo from Raymond J. Berry as Mark, the state attorney general, who was uh, Paul. And uh, mm-hmm. do, okay. the Dewey Cox uh, movie, the Walk Hard, <laughs> you know, who, wrong kid died. Wrong kid died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And who's the other? Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> At least the Brazilianaires kept true to their word when they were bribing Dennis. I felt like as annoying as they were, and as little as they added to the to the story that was going on. You know, they were honorable. They kept yeah. their word, you know, and good for Dennis for getting the hell out of that shithole. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you he know. was like the sole heir of the, uh, right. the establishment. He was, yeah, so. he was going to be the Which new sucks. lead. I mean, <laughs> right. It's exactly. like, who wants that? Right. Who wants that job? But, you know, I mean, but the Brazilian heirs, they kind of gave me the vibe of being these, you know, they, they could be two timers, kind of sleazy, you know, kind of back out on a deal, but they. They held true to it, and I, yeah. I, I, I like that. So that's what I'm saying. Like they didn't add anything to the to the movie, but I really felt like there was a huge amount of redemption there at the end in that mm-hmm. regard. And again, with the soft spot that I have for John Candy as an actor, I'm glad you know, to see him get away. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, yep. Let's back up a second. We, this getaway scene where uh, we got Chevy Chase helping Demi Moore get up on the train, and he's pulling her up. You know, oh, the first getaway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the first yeah. getaway, and then, you know, even at the end where she's falling into the pit of doom or oh, whatever. Yeah. Where the, totally, ha- the steps uh, are cracking apart. Totally Indiana Jones-esque kind we of got thing. Chevy yeah. Chase pulling her out of this, man. Being yeah. heroic, looking like so. this. Yeah, I don't buy Chevy Chase total as a heroic. Nah, total yeah. stunt devil. This movie just didn't know exactly what it wanted to do. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Very you know, good. So. Yeah, that's it's a the, it's a fucking mess. That's to be honest. Ultimately, <laughs> it is. Yeah, it really is. But did you know Complex Magazine? I tried to look up Complex Magazine, and and it is not the same one that kept popping up. But apparently, it was a magazine of the time. <clears throat> named this as one of the twenty-five greatest movies of the nineteen, uh, not comedy movies of the nineteen nineties. One of the greatest movies of the 1990s? Comedy movies of the 90s. Comedy movies Top of the 90s. Top 25. Hmm. Right. And I couldn't find anything about this complex magazine because the one that kept popping up was uh, not, it was, I can't remember what it was for, but it was uh, a magazine that's like less than 20 years old. I can't agree to that quite yet. I need to sit down and compile a list of all the 90s movies. There, but I mean, I do enjoy this movie. I've seen it more than... 20 times in my life. I you can I honestly say that. So, I have to. I have to. I, I enjoy it. It's a fun way to spend an hour and a half. 
All right. <laughs> you, it's you fun. Do, it's you it's do something worse. zany. I mean, you it, could do worse. There's not a movie like You could like do Psycho it. Cop. Hey. I mean, yeah, you could do Psycho Cop. <laughs> I do like this movie better than Psycho Cop. Okay, I do, too. <laughs> Markedly better than yeah, Psycho I'll Cop. I'll give you that. <laughs> Thumbs up to that. Well, guys, I mean, unless anybody I, else yeah, I don't have really anything have else want to add on to it. I mean, I think I, okay, yeah, and near the end, yeah, when, at the end when they're all the cops have, have obviously turned against Demi Moore and Chevy Chase, and they're all friends of the judge and everything like that. Um, you know, the town gets, or you know, the the area gets decimated by the uh, yep. The, the, it geological away. mines underneath the, right. the town and everything, and it finally crumbles, and then they finally get away. And it's funny, you know, um, this they're they're looking at the survivors and they're on the TV and everything. And yeah, and Chevy, Chevy Chase, Chase is watching. Yes, Chase, Chase is watching from his, from his penthouse. The suite. judge magically survives all that, mm-hmm. and he's got his dick. <laughs> He's got his dick nose on. <laughs> He's like, and I want to go. I'm gonna go with, live with my grand, my grandson, or something like trouble. that. Yeah. yeah. And he takes off, and you get like yep. the very cartoonish, you know, the shape Leaning of tunes, the, yeah, yeah with the shape going out the the out the wall of the person. Yeah. Such a God, man. This movie was. It's exhausting, almost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to to, to You're watch the nail on the head. <laughs> to watch this movie with a critical eye. <laughs> Honestly, you probably are, you're going to need some Advil after it, oh, you yeah. know, just a little bit. But this movie, it does have its charm and its merit. I feel. If you can but, watch it as a child, please do so, because as an adult, you're going to tear it apart. Absolutely, yeah, sure. That's yeah. that's accurate. Yep. And, yeah, I, and yeah. I like that we have that, yeah, that uh, dynamic. That, yeah, I like that. I think that's a that's a good deal. So, all right, well. We wrap ups, ratings, recommendations. Right. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Okay, uh, it's it's a it's a five point five for me. Okay, it's actually me. higher than I thought you would. Really, it. it's, it's better. It's than a almost. little higher. Yeah, I agree. It's better than shit. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's better than shit. It's a fun way to spend an hour and a half. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's something I would watch with the kids and be like, you guys might love this, <laughs> and someday record a podcast about how much you loved it as a child but as an adult you were like wow this movie it's like eh, has flaws. flaws this is not a perfect movie I get, I get, this movie has flaws I yeah. get why in the early 90s adults didn't care for it I, yeah. I get it but my parents oh, loved yeah. it you know so I, yep. I don't I don't know I don't know if my parents loved it or not but it was just a movie that just it stayed in the household mm. so I guess they did or they just kept it because they knew I would watch it I don't know it's rewatchable I mean before like Better movies came out, like yeah. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So I don't know that movie. What is we've this? Not seen this movie. It's yet. not nostalgic enough for me. No, mm. this is beyond <laughs> our years. We wow. will not discuss Endgame. All I'm right. stuck, you know, in 2004 and beyond. So, so Return of the Jedi era. That's so where we're yeah, stuck. Oh yeah, That's where we're stuck. Yeah, I remember Return of the Jedi. Okay, we won't get into that <laughs> either. Oh. <laughs> uh, right. So, 5.5 out of 10 from the can. That's where I'm at, 5.5. All right. Solid. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, rewatchability, don't own it, just check it out with a watch. I mean, I watched it a second time, and the second time, I maybe went from a 5.0 to a 5.5 on it, so maybe it got better on a second watch. Okay. And that means it's rewatchable. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. Bottom line. Yep. 
I hear you. I've got this movie at a 6.5. Um, I maybe it's a bias 6.5. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say it is. Sure. I, <laughs> I enjoy it. It's fun. It's a great way to spend an hour and a half. Um, I'll totally let my kids watch this. They're not going to pick up yeah, on the subtle, not. subtle things. Right. As long as you don't point out, point right. it out. Look at the dick nose. Hey, kids, hey right? in this scene, kids, you'll notice that. <laughs> The is Reeves a, notes, right? Is a penis. I don't it's remember my. Different. I don't remember my parents ever saying, <laughs> "No, you can't watch this movie." Why, mom? Well, because of the dick nose. <laughs> so, right. You know, I but uh, it it really is fun. Um, it's a part of my childhood. Six point five, coming in hot for the little like catching. So, okay. All right. so I have a little Roger Ebert thing, but it's not a full on oh, review. Fuck. Here we oh, go. God. Okay, but here we go. Roger Ebert famously hated this movie so much. Good. Like I guess it was pretty well known that he disliked <laughs> this movie. That he refused to write to write a review for it after giving it his one one of his most emphatic thumbs down that he has ever given. This movie's a turd. He said at, at the uh, movies and on the show he went on to say that when he went to a weeknight showing of the film in '91, it was almost abandoned. The theater was pretty much vacant with just a couple people. <laughs> And some teenagers who were making loud, <laughs> rude comments about the movie. Lord Ketchum and Mayor Matt Lawson. <laughs> I wasn't a teenager when it came right. out. Fair enough. <laughs> Look at the dick nose. <laughs> <laughs> this might come in handy when I make a podcast when I'm in my late 30s. There you go. <laughs> but I guess Ebert went over to the teens and asked them to be louder so he didn't have to yeah. hear what was going on. Allegedly. I don't know how true Why don't that just is. leave it at seems, that point? It seems just believable. leave. Well, he kind of seems like he could be a pretentious dick. <laughs> sure. So, but, so there's what I got for that. Everybody one. needs a pretentious dick in their group. Sure. Right. You gotta have ba- <laughs> it's all about balance, people. <laughs> oh my god. But this movie, as we talked about, it really is all over the place. It, it, had the poor test screening, rewrites, recuts, the meddling execs, and it was over budget. Dan well, Aykroyd was... Well, he made like eight million bucks. <laughs> right. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd was when way in over his head on this, and he was just wearing too many hats. And, and, the, and the studio execs never gave him another chance again. This was it. I don't know if they didn't give him a chance, or he just this said, is it. screw it, I'm it's done. His only I don't want to try this again. Yeah, it's his they, only film he's directed. Oh yeah, absolutely it is. But I, I wonder if it was his choice, or it was like, hey, don't even bother trying. I, I feel like they pissed him off, and he was like, yeah, nah, forget it. It kind of seems like, from what I've kind of gathered a little bit, that it left a really bad taste in Dan Aykroyd's mouth, yeah. and he just decided to say, you know what? And it sucks, too, because, you know, I'm sure he enjoyed making the movie, and, you know, it's a part of his life, you know, so. Right. It, you know, it, he actually experienced something like this. Right. And that's got to be tough. I'm sure yeah. the final cut was so different from what he uh, originally oh, I envisioned, though, that... This was Dan Aykroyd. If you are out there, please. Nostalgia Highway wants to know what was your final cut. We want to know. We want details. We want to know. Send us an email because his original title for the movie, the execs changed the title to Nothing But Trouble. It was going to be called Vulcanvania. That was it. That was going to be the title of the movie. (laughs) So I think that would have been a better choice. Easily, I'm good good with either or because dude, this movie is nothing but trouble. Well, and, and it's not like the title of this movie is going to change my you right. know, outlook on this movie. So, but uh, it it was interesting that we kind of talked about that. Like when I 
was watching this on this rewatch that I picked up on the Texas Chainsaw vibe. Like, yeah, you know, totally. like it's that city folk getting lost on some country road and then getting entrapped in the confines of some crazy family in an isolated house. Yep. You know, and and like I said, little turn of the screw. This movie could have been completely different, mm-hmm. and I would have loved to have seen that. But um, going back to the getaway with Chevy Chase and Demi Moore getting away, you know, on the train and stuff, I felt like it was kind of, it was a little anticlimactic, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was realistic. Like, I kind of felt like it's kind of the way it might have went down, you know? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't is. seem like it was too Hollywood or over the top. I mean, just... Once I'd seen what I'd seen, uh, it was not beyond believability. <laughs> But Chevy Chase, he really hams it up in this, and he phones in a good bit of the performance, in my opinion. And he was easily the worst actor in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, he, I have to yes. agree. Yeah, he, to he, agree he was you. awful. He really was awful. Um, I think he changed the tone of the movie in a negative way, yeah. It's when he's trying to be serious. He's over it's the top. Just, it's, it's too just, much, you know. It's he's just not a the, hero. the puns and the one-liners and this. I, I, I enjoy those. I, to yeah. be honest, I think it's funny. It's just There's when, he's, a limit, when he gets though, to be but, serious, but I just it's, he's not he's, a hero. But he figure. celebrates it a little too much, and it's too much. Like a little bit's okay. I just he he just you know he puts it chose. out of the he, realm realm of dis you know, believability. I guess right, absolutely. I just felt like he took a little. <laughs> but too Dan Aykroyd did that. Dan Aykroyd's judge, <laughs> but this Chevy is Chase did it more. <laughs> Yeah, oh, and then they had to include the the boss from Christmas Vacation. What's yeah, name? Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, seeing him in this is just another reason. I'm like, oh, geez, because I've seen this, you know, after Christmas Vacation. I'm like, oh, they've got that guy in here too. Or, well, you know, that again, guy is Bill Murray's brother, right? Right. I I believe that, but looking at him, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. I you did not know that Brian Doyle Murray. Oh man! What was his name I'm, in the uh, Wayne's World? He was the. He was um, Noah's Arcade. Noah's Arcade. Yeah, yeah. That's man, right. I feel stupid, but yes, that's cool to know. Yeah, that is absolutely his brother. Dude, he's I been in not know a lot that. of shit. Tons man. of stuff. Tons of stuff, dude. He he oh, does man. the voice on SpongeBob yeah. for uh, what is it the oh the uh, the, the Flying Dutchman. The flying Dutchman. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, you learn something new every day on Nostalgia Highway. Disclaimer. You should have already known that, Kane. I'm I, sorry, buddy. Yeah, you know. You should have known that one. Jeez. I look different directions than you guys, and that's all right. That's hey, true. That's hey, that's what gives us our diversity. <laughs> but this is rated PG-13. Has a runtime of an hour and 34 minutes. Had an estimated 40 million dollar budget and made 3.9 million on its opening weekend. And then it didn't do too much better after that because it grossed uh, a total of 8.4 million in the U.S. Uh, you can rent this on Amazon Prime for three ninety nine, and it is streaming for free with ads on Vudu. But IMDb has this as a four point nine out of ten. There is not a meta score. Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> has this at a five percent. I have to disagree. An audience <laughs> score of forty five percent. It's worse than I voted. There we go. That's that's a little better. And I am exactly right in the middle between you guys. I have this movie as a firm six out of ten. Um, if I was looking at this movie with an unbiased, without the nostalgic factor, I'd give it a five all day. I'd give it a five, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, no doubt. If I had never seen this movie, middle of the road, yeah, it'd be about five. But so I feel like it's pretty interesting that we're all right there in the same wheelhouse with this. 
God. Well, we know what we're talking about. We're just right. on different uh, wavelengths. I mean, we got a podcast. I mean, All it's, right. it's a right. thing. That's so what they say. We have cred. Street cred. <laughs> Yeah, we got some it, kind of credit. We've made it halfway <laughs> to 20 episodes at least, so halfway. we're doing good. A little over halfway now. All right. <laughs> we're moving forward. Moving on. We're not going to stop. Right on. We will not stop. No. Nostalgia Highway keeps on. Keep on keeping on. Right on, right on. Right Life's on. a garden, dig it. <laughs> this concludes our review of Nothing But Trouble from 1991. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we did discussing it. Find us on Facebook at Nostalgia Highway Podcast and be on the lookout for new announcements, drawings, and updates. We'd love to hear from you on any ideas on future episodes, input on older episodes, or any questions you may have. In addition to the Facebook page, you can find us, uh, actually you can email us, rather, at NostalgiaHighwayPodcast at gmail.com. And we also want to give a huge shout out to Cody Jones and Sean Jackson for our theme music. So on behalf of... Lord Ketchum and Dave King of the Road. I am the Mayor Matt Logson, and we thank you once again for hitching a ride along with us, and we'll catch you next time out on the highway. Do not touch the trim. <laughs> don't. No, it's do not touch the trim. Do Say not. it right or don't say it at all. Do not. Not don't. Do, do not do. touch the trim. Can, do not. Can I touch your press screen? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a touch screen. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>